fascinating games. They're probably the two most exciting games in many respects of the weekend. Um, they're the most exciting because they're probably featuring the teams with the best records generally or in the athletic category of the Sunday Night Football game, a team who probably we expected to have a better record but don't. Before we get on to the Packers versus the Bills, though, let's move on to the only game. We've said it a few times. Brian, you want to keep saying it because I think you're very excited about it. The only game featuring two teams with winning records um, this season. Um, Brian Dobson and the 6-1, sorry, Brian O'Leary and the 6-1 Giants versus um, the Seattle Seahawks and Geno Smith. Who would have thunk it? Every dog has its day and all that um, because there is redemption stories galore for Daniel Jones and indeed for ex-New York Jets quarterback Geno Smith. Column, it's in Lumen Field, so it's in Seattle. The famed 12th man might appear. And Brian's prediction of the Seattle winning 12 games this season um, might well come true at some point. I know it was only nine, Brian. I'm just winding you up. Um, Colm, who have you got winning this game and why? Uh, I, we need to keep pushing that up. I, I remember Brian saying that the Seahawks would rival the 72 Dolphins. Um this this game is is fascinating. It really is because I think for the Giants, they are going up against the best passing offense that they have faced, and I think for the Seahawks, they are going up against the best rushing offense that they have faced. So it's kind of um, somewhat a, a clash of contrast, but equally the the Seahawks are pretty uh, good on the the ground. Look, the Giants have overperformed this has been a coaching masterclass from brian dable look at the they, the giants don't have a single receiver with more than 200 yards and yet they have gone out and find ways to to win they had they've just been they've been fantastic and we talked about it on monday's show i i see the giants and the titans being very similar in that um dable and um variable ensure their teams don't mistake don't make mistakes right you 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 coach clean you play as clean as possible and you wait on the other team to, to make mistakes and then in the the fourth quarter is kind of where you you pounce and that's where the titans have proved so effective and that's where the giants this year have proven so effective I, again, it's the NFL. I can make a case for both of these teams winning. I can make a case for the Giants going um, seven and one, you know, in terms of the Seahawks haven't been able to stop the, the run. Um, you've got Saquon, you've got Daniel Jones um, with a competent staff, the designed runs, he moves really well. Um, I can equally make a, a case for the, the Seahawks because Kenneth uh, Walker and, um, obviously losing um, DK, I think, is is a, a huge blow. Um, we don't know. He's not having surgery, but there doesn't seem to kind of be anything um, saying about how long he might be out. I this I this to me was probably the toughest game to to pick. I I, I am I'm, as I'm talking, I'm kind of going at, at which way I'm I'm going to go. The, the, I, I think for the the Seahawks, I think this could be where the twelfth man re- really reemerges, right? Because they, you know, at the, at the start it was almost a novelty, right, with the way Gino was playing. 
But I think both of these teams were in week eight. This is neither of these teams are novelty act. These are both serious NFL teams. I'm going to say home advantage means that the Seahawks squeak it. But if you told me that the the Giants were to to win it by a touchdown, that wouldn't surprise me either. Um, it certainly does worry me when you see Geno Smith going up and down the field on teams and he's had 1,700 yards, 11 touchdowns. He's, by and far, he's second in the ratings behind Josh Allen. But then I look at the games in which he struggled and I look at the defence in which he struggled against. Um, San Francisco in week two, he didn't do anything in that game. He was shut down. Sorry, week one as well. Broncos defence has been, you know, for all the struggles, the Broncos defence has been very good to see and shut him down in the second half. He was shut down in week two. The cards last week, for all their flaws, they, you know, defensively, when they went in there in the last 19-9, they shut him down for large parts of the game. The games in which he's played really well in, Falcons defense struggles, Saints defense struggles, Chargers defense struggles, and the Lions defense struggles. The Giants defense right now is top six in the league. They're fourth in red zone, in terms of giving away touchdowns. Um, they're fourth in tore downs. I can see scenarios where they'll, they'll put Gino in, in uncomfortable situations. DK Metcalf is actually a huge loss. Because once the Giants have gone up against really strong running backs who have done a good job on them, they find ways to settle down and take them out of the game. And then I ask where then to see how to find a way to beat this Giants defence. I don't think they can, despite it being on the road and the crowd noise. And the one thing Giants are really efficient at is time of possession. You look at all the games, they're by and large out of each team they play. I can see them having long, methodical drives into the fourth quarter. And I'm going to go with the Giants, I think, right now going into Seattle doesn't phase this team. Um, they could get blown out, potentially, if they don't get to Gino, but I don't see it. I think the Giants will win a close one and just about get over the line and move to 7-1. and one. Colm, who does Michael have in this one? Michael is... He, he is getting aboard the uh, Seahawks train and he is saying that Seattle will get the victory. The man who thought I was okay. crazy when I said they win nine games is now... No, no, when um, you said they win 12, Brian. It was definitely 12. Definitely 12. You could have got a as well, and I could be right on that one. <laughs> you could well be right on that one in relation to it. You could well be. Imagine um, go, going to the playoffs and potentially having a top five pick. <laughs> um, look, uh, you guys have summed up the game really well here. I do think the killer is going to be the key matchup is basically Saquon let's I mean I would say Giants run game although Daniel Jones does feature in that run game so the Giants run game against the Seattle rush defense which um I think it's fair to say there is a question mark over still Seattle have given up points they have been explosive on offense but they have given up points as well and the reality for me is both of these teams are dreaming in many respects I don't think if you would ask Giants fans at the start of the year are you going to be six and one Brian would you have said we're going to be 6-1? and one? Of course you wouldn't. Don't even answer the question. We know the answer. I think also Seattle fans were almost giving up on the season. They were like, oh, we're in a full rebuild mode. This is a complete teardown. Guys, you're, you're a 4-3. and three. Like, I mean, this season is, is, is actually well on course in relation to it, and especially with the other weaknesses in your division, indeed, in your, your conference generally as well. Um, dreams can come true. Lots of bands have written songs about dreams. You could 
Dreams by Fleetwood Mac, dreams by Gabrielle, dreams by the Cranberries, dreams by the cause uh, in relation to it. But only one team will be singing at the end of Sunday and the other will be living with the boulevard of broken dreams a la Green Day. And uh, the New York Giants will be sitting on the sidelines, looking up at Lumen Field, singing you're not singing anymore to the Seattle Seahawks fans. I uh, said it the other week. I, For the first time in six years, I can watch a New York Giants football game and actually believe they're going to win, believe they can come back from being behind, believe they're actually going to convert on third downs. It's an unusual experience. I haven't experienced it in a while. Brian, I mean, how are you feeling about it? It must be unusual for you to, to be watching a game and they're not imploding. I mean, you feeling okay? It's stressful. Certainly last Sunday in the last drive where it looks like the game has been put away and they find new, well, they found ways to leave the Jags hanging around in that last drive. It's great, let's be fair. It's it's a great story now, whether you're, you're a Giants fan or not. To, it's, it, and we, I don't know when I think back to the day. I was thinking back to when we did the show with Jeff in Pro Park the week before the Super Bowl and we were talking about the Bengals and we talked about the fact that they came to the Super Bowl having won four games a season before that. And Jeff jokingly said, you're only pumping that up because you're hoping that's the joint scenario come next season, having won four games that season. Well, right now, right now it is the scenario. But look, we're not going to go to the Super Bowl, but it certainly looks like we could be in the playoffs. You know, what's the mark for the playoffs now, Brandon, with how poor the NFC is? Nine games to be a wildcard team? You, you, could have, you could have three teams out of the NFC East very comfortably going to the playoffs. Giants and Cowboys taking two of the wild cards. Well, depending on the results go this weekend. You could could be. be possible. I'm assuming that the Eagles will, as I know you're very excited about Brian Go 16-0 in the regular season, um, and he's uh, you know excited about their inevitable, inexorable march to the Super Bowl. So you know we, we look forward to that. Um, <laughs> sorry, I can't keep it up. Um, anyway, I have the Giants, so uh, uh, a fair you know again a split split decision in relation Col- to that Col- one. Coleman's Col- failed me. <laughs> I I talked about it on Monday night show. Um, you know the the I I have I have you know come to I, I apologize to Pete Carroll for everything other than USC, and I have been very impressed by what uh, the the Seahawks have done. And I just think you know maybe the tide has turned a little bit in the league. Last week we saw you know big points put up um, and. That's the way that the league has trended. I do think this will be an, you know, an, an intriguing matchup set. I think it'll be close. I'm just going for the Seahawks to squeak it. No, very valid points. And look, let's move on to our last game of this evening, uh, breaking down for the weekend. The big Sunday night football game. It was probably thought it's going to be an even bigger game when it was initially announced, but somehow. The three and one Green Bay Packers have, uh, sorry, the Green Bay Packers have slumped to three and four overall. Um, shocking. Uh, sorry, they were three and one. They lost three in the bounce, haven't they, to the Giants, Jets, and uh, the Commanders. Three games most Packers fans would have identified at the start of the year as wins, I think to say. Most neutrals will identify it as wins for the Packers. I don't want to go through what we all four picked in those games because I think there was only one dissent on any of those games, uh, which was the last one. They go into, on a very big slump, to the 5-1 and one Buffalo Bills. Um, Colin, 
the alarm klaxons are sounding in Green Bay. The mood music from Aaron Rodgers is not positive. Uh, we started the season and kind of saying like, Jesus, if Aaron Rodgers is the thing we've got to worry about here because the defense seems fine, the run game seems fine. That'll sort itself out in a few weeks. And, you know, more power to Green Bay because they finally got a bit of balance. It hasn't worked out like that in the last few weeks. And of all the teams you want to go up to, I mean, Bills, Chiefs, and Eagles are probably the three you wouldn't like to be visiting. Unfortunately, they draw on the short straw this weekend in prime time. Yeah, but it's the NFL. All things are possible. Um, so you know, let's let's not say it is impossible or beyond the beyond the realms. Um, you know, any anything could happen. But yeah, the the Bills are you know the team you really don't want to be going up against when you consider that their their biggest weakness on defense is probably going up against WR once and what do the Packers not have? Uh, this is you know this is where the the bill the Packers this all of the history that's there we know the history but my understanding they have never won in Buffalo um and that that is telling um the, this the bills have to do their job and I, I I do think it's going to be very interesting to see what the reaction from the Packers is, right? We heard um, Aaron Rodgers' comments, uh, obviously, this week. We heard his coach come out and say, yeah, he was telling the truth, and, well, sometimes the truth truth hurts. But what was intriguing to me was, last week in their game against the Commanders, Matt Snyderman tweeted that the front office, the entirety of the front office, left the booth um, with two minutes to go. Two minutes to go. Can you imagine that in any previous year in a game with Aaron Rodgers where, you know, that that is quite telling. Things are not right in Green Bay. And um, look, maybe, maybe this is, this is a story where we sit here and we look and we go, wow, the NFL, anything is possible. And where Monday is one of those stories that Aaron Rodgers suddenly, you know, led his team to, to victory. But Josh Allen and the Bills and the coaching staff, who, in fairness, we talked about, like, Brian Dable as the leading candidate, right, for Coach of the Year. They lost that talent, and yet they haven't missed a beat. That is a testament to the work that um, Sean McDermott has done there, that their GM ha- has done there in terms of putting the foundations down. Because we know how good Brian Dable is. This isn't the case where, you know, Brian Dable has got on and you've gone, ah, well, it wasn't. You can see clearly how, how good he is. But Josh Allen and the Bills are playing at an incredible level. If they, it's a, it's a bit like the Eagles. The biggest issue that they have is complacency um, because that can sometimes happen. If the Bills show up, do their jobs, they will get the victory. Um, and the Packers and Aaron Rodgers will have another week um, of answering questions. You're, you are on mute, Brian. Mute, mute. I'm back in business. Um, no, I'm just looking at a scenario where you could see how the, how the Packers can win this game. On Monday on the show, Colin called out the fact that they gave up on their own game in Washington last week. They had 38 yards rushing throughout the course of the game. Um, you, Colin said last week, for them to get back playing good, sound offensive football, they need to lean on their own game. They were the most effective games. The one against the Patriots, the one against the Bears. 
and they've gone away from that in the, in the number of games and it's and just it's not justified because they don't have the players right now offensively to do that and why can't they why can't they not recognize that and go back to what works previously two strong running backs i'm not saying they're world beaters but aaron jones and aj dillon are really strong on their day you get a good methodical drives going you settle the crowd down you, you, you score touchdowns and you never know you hit a bills team on on maybe in the first half who are coming off a boy we've seen in the past teams that come off a boy and they're very slow to get going whatever it is about the week off they just don't seem to get going until maybe into the second half which would lead to the game being close who knows it builds like, i'll give you the flip side of that the bills haven't got the greatest of run game but against the chiefs two weeks ago they ran the ball 17 times they want to maintain some kind of consistency to the run to complement josh allen and the offense that they have the Packers have essentially gone away from that I don't see anything other than a Bills win. I don't think it'll be as high score as comfortable as people need it to believe. It's led to be believed. I think the Packers will play a little bit better this week, but ultimately they're going up against a team that everyone thinks they're going to be inevitably in the Super Bowl come come February, if not certainly in the championship game. I don't think against a quarterback who's thrown 17 touchdowns already this season in Josh Allen, it's sustainable for him to go four quarters against them and come out with the right side of the, the result. Bills for me to win this game. Look, we, we need some balance. We need some positivity here. Colm, I actually just checked. I mean, I didn't believe it, but you're right. The Packers have never, ever won in Buffalo. They're 0-6 there. It's the only road location the Packers during their illustrious NFL history have never actually won in. Um, however, Packers fans, you are 13-0 and in their last 13 primetime NFL appearances Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers do show up for prime time and I agree Brian they need more balance and there is a formula they can win this game they control the clock with the run game they control the clock and they devote more attention to the run game and the Bills defense is very impressive do not get me wrong in any respect they are the first ranked defense in the NFL I believe they were the first ranked defense certainly for the entirety of the 2020 one season so they are uh, an impressive unit but potentially if you can keep push in the run game and keep them on the back foot and keep josh allen off the field that will help the bills can't do the same with their run game because to be frank even though they try and run the ball they're still relying on josh allen as their leading runner uh during the get during the game uh during the season and that is not a long-term sustainable model other keys to the packers potentially winning this game it's very simple don't Engage special teams at all. Just don't try and punt the ball in case it gets blocked. Definitely don't try returning it. Like, just let every single... Don't even try fair catching it. Just just let it bounce. Just let it go where it lands. But don't take the risk anymore because their special teams, of course, the last couple of weeks has been an absolute liability. Um, they've been a fantastic team for the last three seasons. No team has more regular seasons wins. Um the running joke about, oh, they've already exhausted their uh, three losses for the year. Well, no, they're actually up to four now. And um, that is not where Matt LaFleur, that's not, certainly not where Aaron Rodgers wants to be. Uh, lots of social media noise and nonsense, I think, on some reports saying, oh, is Aaron Rodgers trying to play his way out of Green Bay? And I think, no, the guy wants to win a Super Bowl again and everything. He's playing for the Green Bay Packers this year. You've got to believe they resolve some of that off-season drama and it is the offensive line around him. It's the inconsistency they're seeing there. It is certainly the inconsistency at receivers and he is not gelled with them. Um, and they will, I believe, still getting get better. But I must admit, every week I've kind of gone, well, you know, the Giants, yeah, they'll get over that against Jets. No, they didn't. 
how they get over there against commanders? No, they didn't. So what, even with all those you know, options of positivity, Packers fans, what gives you any hope, really, that they're going to suddenly turn it around against one of the best teams in the NFL? If they can control the clock, if they control the run game, maybe. But let's just go with the win predictor on ESPN at the moment. I think it's tracking at 85% in favor of the Bills. The Bills are minus 11.5 points on the spread. I mean, these are un believable numbers in the era of well not only Matt LaFleur but just the era of Aaron Rodgers I would say it starts to feel a little bit beginning of the end maybe that's when Green Bay will turn out a performance for the ages and shock us all but for me I'm kind of in the boat as well as to while I can conceivably say it's any given Sunday conceivably can see a path for any team to win a particular game um it's very, very difficult to really go against the Bills for this game. So for me, it's the Bills, Packers to drop four in a row and fall even further behind the Vikings in the NFC North race. Uh, Column, do we have a quorum and the Bills. doomed death? Yes, there. yes, Bills. There, there, there you have it. There you have it, everybody. If you're a Packers fan and you're listening to this and you're feeling a little bit depressed, the fact that all four of us have gone for the Bills should give you a small modicum of hope that the uh, inevitable Irish NFL unanimous curse has come to pass and now will doom the Bills to a surprise defeat out of the jaws of inevitable victory. Um, Brian, anything else to wrap up in relation to that? It looks like you're dying to make a further final comment. No, no, that's it. Um, I guess we'll... We're delaying our selections for the Jags-Broncos game to Sunday when the content will go out throughout the course of the weekend from London and then from Wembley over to Saturday and Sunday, I believe. And then we'll be back on Monday to review another crazy weekend as we look ahead to Monday Night Football, AFC North, the Browns hosting the Cincinnati Bengals who are on a bit of a hot streak at the moment. Uh, but uh, the great thing about this Packers game is for people who... Uh, like to stay up for Sunday night football. It's a little bit easier this weekend because the game will commence at twelve twenty. And um, I don't know if it's just psychologically it just sounds so easier to watch a game at twelve twenty as opposed to waiting for a one twenty kickoff, which is not really much of a difference, but it'll feel like that on Sunday night when we've got over the uh, the early games and then we hit twelve twenty. And it's a bank holiday on the Monday. Yes, trick or treating on Monday night. I cannot wait. It's going to be so. The times are. So exciting. I've got my Eli Manning costume ready. I saw um, our friend License Plate Guys uh, one was uh, delivered today. He's dressing up as Eli. We're both in sync for Monday. We have our footballs, our helmets. Oh, good. oh I, never mind the children dressing up. I'm ready to go. Well, oh, f- I, I, I can't wait to see if Russell Wilson goes trick-or-treating on the plane home uh, to Denver on uh, Sunday night into Monday morning, given what he got up to on the way over. Um, so it'll be very interesting. That might uh, oh, want oh, to, to sorry, keep an eye. Sorry, what did, he, what did he get up to on the way over? Have, Mark, have you lived in, in a cave? This was the, the talk of social media <laughs> earlier. Ru- Russell, while the other players were sleeping, spent uh, a couple of hours watching a uh, film. Um, Four hours. Uh, and, yeah, but no, he started off. So he oh. watched a couple of hours of film. The others went to sleep. Then he spent four hours stretching, doing high kicks, moving up and down the, the aisle. Um, and then he watched some more. Uh, he slept for an hour. He watched some more film. They landed in uh, London. I don't know how you missed this, Mark. 
Mark, this was the biggest talking point on the um, on the Twitter machine, as Vincent Brown would, would say, and the the, <laughs> the, the memification um, uh, of it over the past number of hours has been spectacular. But plenty to look forward to uh, in the the week eight action. And as Brian says, we will be back on Monday night. Absolutely. Brian's got the Eli helmet pack for Halloween. Colm has the signed orange boxes by Steve Atwater and his toothbrush ready for the trip to London. We will be back with you next week, everyone. Enjoy Thursday Night Football. Enjoy, as always, the weekend of games. And enjoy telling us when we get things wrong. Even sometimes when we get things right. Maybe sometimes. That'd be nice as well. All right. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the games. See you all then.